There are four of you that I need to specifically thank for leaving reviews on the podcast. I really, 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 really appreciate it because it gets uh, the name of the podcast out there. And for the rest of you, obviously, I thank you as well just for listening. I'm looking at my analytics literally right now, and the podcast is definitely growing uh, over time. So it's incredibly exciting. And I'm also unbelievably pumped for the material that's going to be coming out, the content that's going to be coming out in the next week or two, because I have a ton of just really interesting content, including this episode that you're listening to right now, but also some really applicable information that I think is going to help a lot of people in terms of improving their health and just improving their, uh, well, also just their active lifestyle. Anyways, thank you so much for the support, and let's jump into today's episode. Have a wonderful day. See ya. Hello, Physionic Dedicated Podcast. Today we've got a really interesting episode because we're going to be talking about a molecule that's been discovered that may have a direct causal impact on anxiety. So if you are an individual that suffers from anxiety... I am one of those individuals, not general anxiety, but panic disorder. I've had uh, panic attacks in my past before. Uh, People think of anxiety as something that's psychological, and it absolutely is. Uh, However, now we're getting more of an understanding in terms of its molecular basis, and certainly you can refer to certain neurotransmitters like GABA, which is a gamma-butyric amino Gamma-aminobutyric acid. There we go. GABA. Uh, So certain levels of GABA can uh, certainly help or hinder anxiousness. But uh, that is a contributor. This molecule that was discovered is a direct, has a direct impact. Not that GABA doesn't, but uh, this is going to probably be more impactful in terms of Uh, just based off of the research that they they showed in terms of how the subjects, and this was done in monkeys, how the subjects uh, reacted to uh, this particular molecule. So let's talk about it a little bit. They essentially tested this in a number of different monkeys, rhesus monkeys, and so very close to uh, us, at least closer than a mouse, for example, or uh, a C. elegant worm, uh, which is where a lot of research is done, or in just uh, in vitro cells. And what they found is they, they identified a number of different molecules, but they didn't know which molecule they needed to target to figure out which one had an impact on anxiety. So they identified these molecules using a technique that's actually quite uh, popular in molecular biology and genetics in general, uh, known as RNA-seq, so RNA sequencing. So essentially when you have the conversion or let's say the expression of DNA, so your genes, uh, when you have the expression of a particular gene sequence, uh, that is a, you think of DNA as a double helix, right? Well, uh, when 
we have the expression of a particular gene, we have proteins that bind to that double helix, and they bind specifically, kind of unwind that double helix, bind to a particular section, and then they essentially spit out another uh, nucleotide sequence. They essentially spit out another strand. So instead of a double uh, strand, they create a single strand, which is RNA. So uh, this RNA uh, string is then produced, and then that is going to be representative of the gene that you are expressing. And then from there you go into protein production. But they stopped it at RNA, and then what they wanted to do was uh, use RNA sequencing. So what they did is they did a, an artificial process known as reverse transcription. So they, instead of going from transcription DNA to RNA, they went back from RNA after they had isolated particular RNA sequences that they were interested in. They didn't know what those RNA sequences would, uh, would be linked to, which genes they'd be linked to. So they used a reverse transcription and then that created a complementary DNA which is a DNA sequence that it, that matches that RNA sequence so then they can match that complementary DNA sequence to an area on the gene or on a, a, on the genome in general and then they're able to figure out where they have higher expression of particular genes. So that's how they were able to identify this particular uh, molecule. And this molecule is known as neurotrophic factor 3. So NTF3. And they specifically found it in the amygdala, which is interesting. The amygdala is a section of the brain that is responsible for a lot of our emotions. And and is tightly relate, related to our emotions. And they saw that this, they had a change, a differential expression. They, I don't think they mentioned if it was an increase or decrease, but it was different. So because of that difference, they were able to isolate, oh, that's strange, that's something odd. So they looked at that and then they did the whole uh, RNA sequencing and all that. So then what they wanted to know is, okay, so we found out this molecule. We know that this is, this is a molecule of interest. So then they wanted to find out what impact does it have on anxiety. So what they did is they uh, injected a virus into the brain, into the amygdala, a particular section of the amygdala of these monkeys, and they were able to highly express this particular molecule. So the virus led to kind of hijacks the DNA system of that those cells in that particular part of the brain and then they start expressing uh, particular proteins and in this situation they started expressing a lot more of this neurotrophic factor 3. Apparently I'm having issues saying it. So this NTF3 expression increases in the amygdala specifically, so not in other areas of the brain. And then what they found is that the monkey suddenly started having far reduced anxiety. So their behavior changed. So they had a reduction in anxiety to a point where they could actually tell just by behavior and then they did measures on top of that and they found that the neural growth, the actual cells themselves started to change in terms of how they grew. So they grew in a, in a more beneficial manner and to, to lead to this kind of calming effect on these monkeys. So 
absolutely, I mean, such cool way of using molecular biology and genetics to essentially get this expression of this molecule and then to have it directly impact the anxiety completely independent of any other changes that might have happened uh, that that could have an impact on anxiety so really really cool paper and I thought why not you know after reading uh, through kind of the summary I thought you know I thought this would be a really good one to cover so hopefully you found that as interesting as I did and uh, yeah that's basically all I've got to say if you want to check out uh, the the actual paper itself uh, I know I didn't go into it that much but if you'd like to check it out, then I'll have that linked. And with that said, I hope I have the absolute pleasure, as always, to speak with you in the next one. Have a good one, guys. See ya.